It's the True Achievements Podcast, Scorpio Reveal and Beam Partnership Special. Joining me today, I have Jack. Hello. And Dave. Hello, how are you doing? Very well. What a crazy week it's been <laughs> at TGN Towers. We have had the awesome Scorpio reveal, and we've got a very special guest joining us in a little while to discuss all the flops and the hurts. <laughs> and Jack is going to explain to us what all that stuff actually means. <laughs> Because I haven't got a clue. <laughs> big numbers, though, I think is the takeaway. Lots of big numbers and better than PlayStation. <laughs> but we'll go through that in some more detail in a little while. We've also got some great news from Beam to share with you, but all that goodness is to come after we have talked about the games we've played in the last week. And it's been um, a pretty interesting week for our uh, Beam ID streams. I think we can safely say, Jack. Mm-hmm. So on Friday, Jack, we streamed The Inner World, which was a... I got the v- a French vibe from it straight away. Got I'm not French even sure vibe. if the okay. developers were it was French. a sandwich that looked like a baguette. Yeah, it was definitely a baguette. That might have been it. <laughs> it may have just been that. But it was a sort of point-and-click adventure, uh-huh. which involved a lot of puzzle-solving, finding item A and combining it with item B to solve problem yeah. C. It was kind of a classic um, puzzler, so you, there's a lot of going to person A and talking to person B, then going back to person A, then getting some more information from person C, then mm. everything kind of amalgamated into one solution. Um, one of the great things about it, it had a help system built in. Yeah, a hint, a hint system, hint I think system. they referred to it as. Yeah. yeah. So you had a list of hints for any particular situation you're in, but you could just keep on requesting yeah. more hints we until just, it basically told you exactly what to do we totally abused it but we uh, requested all of the hints on one of the sections and then read the third from the bottom and didn't read the bottom hint for some reason yeah uh, we it was um some of it was quite a lot of walking around wasn't it it was quite a slow ploddy game yeah yeah i think um if you like things like um broken sword or some of the artifacts monday games it's probably something you'd enjoy yeah. It was a sort of cartoons, it's quite stylized, cartoon yeah. style art. Yeah, very stylized. And, um, reasonably it, funny in places as well. Decent humour. With the actual art style, I'm wondering if it was based on kind of a, a proper existing cartoon or if it, it did look, yeah, it did look pretty evolved. Um, we got four achievements for 175 Gamer Score. Mm-hmm. On Monday, we played something very unique, which I'd never played before, which I guess we'd describe as like a boxing life simulator. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was you took control of a guy it was a pixel style graphically um and you had to manage his his fitness and get him up to uh take part in boxing matches mm-hmm. um you started off in his apartment you could go to the nearest gym and do workouts but you had various uh stats that you had to manage throughout so if you started working out obviously your strength would increase um, your happiness would increase for a certain amount of time, but your energy levels and your food would would drop. So after a certain amount of time, you'd have to go and then replenish those by either sleeping or watching telly or going to a restaurant or the cafe or ordering a pizza, et cetera, et cetera. And you had to manage all this stuff together. And obviously, if you sat around eating pizza, then your strength would <laughs> go down. And it was, but in order it was to... quite um, fiddly, wasn't it, to manage everything, but really entertaining, like very fast-paced. You were moving from one place to the next constantly trying to do stuff and it was introducing um, new characters to you along the way quite regularly um i enjoyed it a lot i'd never played a game like it yeah yeah definitely not played anything like it and it was the the management aspect 
just it seemed to appeal um, strangely for some reason. Just kind of trying to manage everything and balance everything. Yeah, that's the um, clicker heroes in you. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love all that. Um, but no, it's really cool. And the only thing I found was that I was we weren't progressing as fast as I'd like. So things were wearing down almost as quickly as we'd built mm-hmm. them up. And you'd go and focus on because you'd be run out of energy. You'd have to go and buy some food, but you didn't have any money, so you'd have to go to work which also depleted your happiness. And by the time we'd sort of spent an hour playing it, we were almost back to square one. Yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd lost a few fights, but we had managed to pick up nine achievements for 130 gamer score in that hour. And um, I think the game has a lot of uh, replayability as well. There was, <laughs> I think there was some achievements tied to completing it um, in a short, short amount of time. So once you got through it once and learned the best tactics, um, you could even buy like a home gym if you earn enough money working you could actually so that saved you on gym membership fees and all that sort of stuff but it was it was a very entertaining game i really enjoyed it check it out it's called punch club well that was entertaining enough <laughs> tuesdays uh took the biscuit for entertainment value when we played air guitar warrior for connect now i read the name of this game and assumed that it would be a lot of just air guitaring <laughs> how wrong i was it's actually a side-scrolling shooter uh, where you where you fire bullets from your guitar. So um, obviously it uses Connect. It uh, tracks your body, and you have four different uh, bullets that you can fire. For effectively, four different shots, I suppose. Each of them has limited ammunition, and you fire the four different types of shot by using different strumming techniques uh, on your air guitar. So if your hands are close together, you do uh, thin, uh, like lead shots, like, and the music obviously is appropriate. So <laughs> it's almost like you're playing the game now. Um, the music is appropriate to where your hands are, and then you obviously strum along with the music as well. And if you strum on the beat, then you get sort of slow but more powerful bullets. And if you strum at double speed, you get uh, much thinner but faster bullets come out, and lots more of them. So you can either stream, strum in lead position or in like normal regular guitar position. So the combination of those two different things gives you the four different bullets. There are the game is made up of albums. So you have te- I think there's ten albums mm-hmm. throughout the game, and each album has five songs on it. It's all it's none of it's uh, music that you'd know. It's all sort of uh, ro- well, royalty free, but all, free. all yeah. custom stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you won't recognise any of the songs. They're all pretty short, especially at the start. The first four sort of um, get you used to the guitars. So each guitar, you unlock a new guitar at the end of each album, and that has different bullet types. Um, and you, you sort of get used to that in the first four songs, and then the fifth song is a boss fight where you'll it'll be much, much harder. Um, but this game was super fun, like really hilarious for us to play. Please check out the YouTube video of it because we had a ball playing it. Jack, what did you think? <laughs> it was good. It was a lot better than I expected it to be. I honestly haven't played too many Connect games. It's something that I've always thought was a bit gimmicky, but I think this worked really well. <laughs> yeah, great... this is ultra gimmicky, but it was still hilarious yeah. fun. Um, I had the fun aspect in it. It didn't become too monotonous. No, it's quite challenging as well. Like We had to replay a few of the levels because we kept getting stuck. And um, you unlock more powers throughout the, the game. So we after the th- the sec- after we completed the second album, we unlocked the um, solo power, which you get by leaning back <laughs> while you're playing the guitar. And then this sort of big ray of light comes down from the sky and all your bullets just go absolutely crazy. Uh, it was brilliant. And I think it's reasonably easy completion uh, of around about three to four hours. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I highly recommend it. I thought it was brilliant. And if you've got... It's it's a perfect party game, I would say. It's only a single player, but everyone else will get so much enjoyment from watching you play. Um, <laughs> no, it was good. So please, please check out... I'm sure, Dave, you enjoyed watching us. <laughs> so within like the chat was the most lively I'd seen it for a while. I came in and within like 50 seconds, it was like the best stream we've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as you unlock an album, as you complete an album, you get to pose for the cover of it as well, which was just amazing. So um, please check that game out. It's it's awesome, especially if you got. I reckon if you had teenage kids, it would be just immense. Uh, we got six achievements for two hundred and fifty gamer score. Hefty. In fact, we scored a lot of points this week. Yeah, a lot of points. Um, on Wednesday we played Blackwood Crossing. Tell us about that one, Jack. Uh, so this was another kind of. Well, more adventure game. I suppose it was quite deep, some of the topics it seemed to be delving into. Yeah, but you seem to be playing in the consciousness of um, kind of a mind of somebody. Uh, so you're playing as a character called Scarlet. Mm-hmm. And you, but you'd see Scarlet as you were kind of wandering around. It starts off on a train. And you kind of progress forward and things become weirder and weirder yeah i think it's <laughs> like a dream isn't it Almost. yeah i think you wake up initially and in the very first time but st- time sort of rewinds a few times mm-hmm. it's pretty dark it's quite a bit of a donny darko vibe there's lots of people wearing um, animal masks pap- yeah papé mache yeah. animal heads and there's kind of pretty freaky there's a lot of um talking to people to find out a little bits of information again and then uh, going and talking to other people and there's a couple of sections like one of the initial puzzles was to talk to person A and try and find the person that they could be paired with and that would allow you to progress yeah, further progress, Yeah, It was quite slow to move around that was my only bugbear with this Yeah, very um, slow to move around but the achievements came and pretty thick and fast in it so. Yeah, so we got 9 achievements for 320 gamers I'm not sure if it's a mature rated game it felt like it probably should be It was. I, there wasn't anything that was Kind of explicitly or graphically yeah, violent or mature, but I think some of the vibe. ideas mm. expressed are quite mature. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, nine achievements, three hundred and twenty game score. Again, I think a relatively quick completion. There are lots of missable achievements on the way. So if you, I w- it's the type of game that you don't want to spoil the story by looking at a guide. So I, it's a, probably a double playthrough to get the whole lot um, second time round with a guide, so you don't miss all the. All the little bits and bobs. There's some collectibles. There's some hidden achievements scattered around. So um, bear that in mind when playing. But I don't think it's particularly long completion. It looked like it was probably only a couple of hours for a playthrough. Um, and then yesterday we played the awesome talent not included. Uh, Jack was immense at this game, so I'll let you lead on this one. <laughs> so this was... It's a game made by the same guys that did Chariot. Yeah, and it had that vibe, didn't it? Yeah, it definitely had that vibe. Um, but you play as you can play it single player or co-op, which is great. So it worked for us. Um, but you're on a little stage, and you're basically on some revolving wheels, and they spin around and create new stages for you as you play. Yeah. Um, so it's a platformer, and you kind of collect in jumping, collecting sweets. When you've got to collect a cog with like a refresh symbol on, and that's basically um, spins the stage to progress the level. Yeah, and each level was made up of loads of little sub levels. They are the same, so you could kind of play through and learn the routes and stuff. Yeah, you'd need to as well. Some of the things mm. we got a bit stuck on, didn't we? And we had to remember where they were. Yeah, it was a really solid game that felt solid in terms of the mechanics. It worked really well. It's really nice and fast paced. 
really quick. I was about to say that's super fast. Uh, great fun as a co-op game though, because one of you can just sort of sit tight, while the other one, <laughs> the other one's much better. Um, and we we wrestled through the achievements. It seemed like quite a long game. I mean, as you say, each I reckon each act. So it was built into three three scenes uh-huh. of fifteen acts in each scene. And then I would say each act had maybe twenty sub levels in it. We think there were so, fifteen because originally we thought there were. Um, we saw the boss. Five, yeah. No, there was five, three pages worth, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, if you'd need to get quite good. I mean, watching Jack's hands, he was just like constantly flying around doing stuff uh, pretty quickly. So you need need to have your wits about you to play this game and be good at it. There's a lot of you know last second jumps <laughs> as mm. cogs disappear and parts of the scenery disappear behind you. But we really, really enjoyed it. Perfect couch carp game. Uh, and again, I think it's reasonably quick completion. Given that we got a staggering 650 gamer score in our hour, uh, obviously we had, we went on an extra two minutes because there was one achievement we really wanted to get. So in 62 minutes, we got 650 gamer score, uh, eight achievements, and a really enjoyable game. So the really ten gamer score a minute. Yeah, talent not included. Uh, appropriately for me (laughs) (laughs) wow what a week we've had that's been absolutely fantastic and we are streaming a couple more games today Uh, in fact we'll come on to the reason why we're doing two but um, we will be streaming Skykeepers at three and Lego City Undercover at four and we have copies of both of those games to give away but by the time you listen to this it will have already happened however um, you should check out the YouTube video for reasons I'll explain in a little while Dave you have been playing one of those games. Yeah, I've been playing Lego City Undercover. The the review came through and um, they, they sent it physical. So they were limited who could do it, so I thought I'll plump for it. I love uh, that one. What a shame. But to be honest, that Lego games really aren't my cup of tea. Like uh, okay. I enjoy going through them the first time, but you're not having to go back through the levels again afterwards to unlock the characters, to get collectibles. Well, you don't have to do that. That's your, no, your choice yeah, as an achievement. That kind of stuff gets me down. But, um, <laughs> yeah. This one so far, it, it from what I saw, I you know it, like it looks like a big open world game. Uh-huh. It kind of gives you the impression that it is kind of like that, but it seems like the 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 world is like the hub. Do you know that you get in other Lego games? Oh yeah, okay. So like I've I've played like uh, the Hobbit, I think it was, whereas the world was massive, but it was like a big hub world. Then you went and did the missions from there. Uh-huh. It seemed yeah. very kind of similar to that. Like as I've done a mission in the story, it'll allow you to replay that later. And you can tell as you're going through, like I think I've unlocked five or, diff- five or six different versions of the character called Chase. And each one, you know, there's the little areas that hit, you can only use with his special skills, like you get a burglar version of him that you need to break into safe. So you're going to have to go back and replay missions again and things like that. So it, it, it is very Lego-y, like as you'd expect it to be, but... From what I can tell, the world's kind of... I'm still quite early. I'm probably up to about Mission 5, and the world's kind of opening up as I go. Like nice. Big bridges are getting lowered, so you can pass through them. Okay. But the humour's brilliant, isn't it? Do you know, they, they, they always seem to nail the humour for me, the Lego game. Yeah, no, yeah totally agree. And, uh, okay, well, I can't wait to play this later then. Yeah, it's good so far. Will we make progress in an hour? Um, not particularly lots. <laughs> okay. And uh, does it have the same usual two-player local... Yeah, you can do, yeah. You can. I haven't tried that, but yeah, there's definitely a co-op option. Okay, great. And we look forward to the review coming soon. Um, Jack and I have been playing various bits and bobs for GTA SC. Uh, None of them, all of the games that I've mentioned previously, we've spoken about previously, I think. Uh, So we won't bother going into those, given how much other stuff we've got to talk about. 
Site news. So uh, let's talk about site news. So first of all, the big news for us, um, which we only found out yesterday. Oh. <laughs> You're going to have to wait. Oh, that's a, a tease. Uh, yeah, that's a cliffhanger episode, this one. And we'll be back next week with the <laughs> end of that sentence. Uh, no, Dave, someone's going to win something. Yes, yeah, so we're going to give away Chime Sharp, which is like a musical Ooh, puzzle yeah. game. Look quite cool. You make make don't know forced sided shakes, don't you? Yeah, yeah. quads. Yeah, it's been quite good. Uh, so the code for this one is Q T W J G M T nine M Y P nine seven four W X W M W Y H J W H Z. Nice. Good luck to everybody who tries to get that code. That game is well worth playing. Um, yes. Yeah, so as I was saying, we uh, found out yesterday that we have our Beam partnership. So our channel on Beam will now have a little subscriber button, and if you wish to support the channel, you can subscribe to us. Uh, you'll get all sorts of benefits, including early access to Beam features. You get custom emojis in the chat. You get a private Discord group with Jack and I that we can and Dave that we can discuss how you want us to move the channel forward. You also get subscriber-only giveaways, which will probably be one a week, I think, um, and all sorts of other things which we will be announcing soon. Um, it's good for us because we now have direct uh, lines of communication with Beam. Uh, we will be creating some site integration for Beam, like we did for Twitch, but hopefully even more fully featured. Uh, that stuff will be coming next week. Um, and it's just generally all good. It means it's good stuff for us. It means more exposure for us, but it's good for Beam. They get exposure on TA as well. Uh, it's just generally a good thing all across the board. So we're really pleased that that's happening. And we will be taking part in today's... Uh, this, I don't know whether you know if you're a Beam follower, but this week is Beam Theme Week um, to celebrate the Beam app launch on Xbox. And every day is a different theme. Today is Fancy Friday, which means streamers are dressing up for the occasion. So we are also going to be taking part in this. Uh, so if you, obviously it's going to be too late by the time you listen to this podcast, but please check out the YouTube videos of us playing um, Sky Keepers and also uh, Lego City Undercover, Lego City Undercover today. Uh, those streams will go up onto YouTube today and uh, hopefully <laughs> we all brush up. Not too bad. Um, really looking forward to it. The other news was we have opened our TA Playlist Hub uh, that went up this week. So as you will probably remember, TA Playlist is a gaming club for TA community members. Uh, each month, the, the club will choose a different game to play. And the idea is that everyone goes back and plays it if they haven't played it for a long time or picks it up for the first time if they uh, have never played it at all. And this month's game is Alan Wake, as voted for by the community. Um, I've been playing some of it and I've really enjoyed what I've played so far. I've got into a terrible position where I'm trying to score points for GTA SC while playing a game which has slightly unusual controls. So every time I go back to Alan Wake, I've forgotten what button is to switch weapon and what's the torch and how to uh, fire flares and all this stuff, uh, which is very annoying because it's reasonably tricky. Uh, some of the levels are quite difficult that I've found already. So, um, But I'm really enjoying it. It's got a very dark, um, broody... 
whole atmosphere of the game is, is pretty pretty dark and, and mean. And um, I'm enjoying it a lot. So please join us on that. There'll be a podcast talking about the game at the end of the month, um, hosted by Mark and some of the news team. So we're really looking forward to that. The, the Hub's got some cool stats on it. So we're tracking how much the community is um, playing Alan Wake this month, how many achievements, gamer score, etc., etc., all the usual goodness, and um, any of the other stuff to do with the TA playlist is all accessible from the hub, including um, spoiler-free and spoilery discussion threads where you can talk about your experiences with the game. Cool. Let's move on to some regular news, Dave. Okay, so uh, just a reminder, really, for people who haven't downloaded already, that uh, Rise, Son of Rome, and Dark Siders are now free to download with Games with Gold. Yes, uh, I've I've already played Rise. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played Dark Siders though. Yeah, Rise, I def- definitely recommend. That was a really good game. Yeah, it was uh, really good. Dark Siders, sure. I've not seen a lot of, but I think it's like a hack and slash attack game. I think from what I've seen, because it was like a remaster done recently, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like a hack and slash RPG. So you. Right. Um, kind of level up weapons and stuff as you play through, unlock new abilities. Okay. Love it. Whenever I see Darksiders, I think Dark Souls, but I imagine they're probably quite different games. Yeah, very different. Presumably, this isn't quite as brutal. No, you don't die as much in this. Okay. <laughs> right. By the way, Rise was ruined for me initially by the trailers that were around E3, where they showed the entire game being played with button icons above your yeah, head yeah. that you had to press. Uh, the actual game is not like that. So if that put you off too. Please download it. It's free and it's really, really good. I can't, it's probably what it's probably a twenty-hour story to go through. I guess it's reasonably long, yeah, but it's, it's fun. A bit of co-op multiplayer and stuff to do. If you like the Batman games, it's got a very similar sort of bat, um, fighting mechanic mm-hmm. yeah. with the counters and the combos and stuff. And the story was I, I really enjoyed interesting it. too. Yeah, it's it's beautiful as well. It looks really, really nice. Um, good news and bad news for FIFA fans this week. <laughs> Yay, boo. Uh, so the bad news is that various FIFA titles are having their online servers closed down um, the games affected are FIFA 12, FIFA 13 and FIFA 15 Ultimate Team Windows Phone and I think Windows 8 as well is getting done um, right. I'll link to the story in the show notes there's quite a few uh, achievements that it's going to affect and I call the Ultimate Team kind of game modes and things <laughs> but to be honest that's probably FIFA 12 and FIFA 13. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, a bit longer than it used to be in the past. And PES 16. Didn't we have PES news? Yeah, I was just going to say, PES news this week that um, Pro Evolution Soccer 16 servers are being shut off (laughs) in time for the new game to come out, which is, that's crazy. At least you get a few years out of FIFA. Have you seen uh, the EA, is it the 2K stuff? It might be the, I think it's the 2K stuff, but in the back of their instruction books that they include in physical copies, it says that the servers will go offline on the 31st of December of the year it releases. Wow, that's brutal. So the same year? Yeah. You might not even get a full year. Yes. Wow. Crazy. Great, great. Um, but good news for FIFA. Um, FIFA Yay. 17 is actually joining the EA Access Vault on 21st oh, of this month. <laughs> um, um, there's a couple excellent. of... Dragon Age. Say great game. Check out the journey mode if you have. If you think every FIFA is exactly the same, then this one is worth checking out because journey mode is is very different. Yeah, true. Uh, Dragon Age Origins and Medal of Honor Airborne are also joining EA Access Vault, but they haven't given exact date now. So sometime between now and June. I didn't really enjoy Airborne. That was very old. That one. I I remember 
playing it, but I don't think I even finished the story. No, I got stuck somewhere. It was, like was it, it focused on um, aerial? Uh, like flying planes, <laughs> Yeah, how did you so, guess? Yeah. <laughs> I think you were like a yeah, it wasn't called, parachute um... regiment or something. No, I don't think you, you, you weren't actually playing it, flying any planes or anything. It was all set. No, 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 no. You're exactly you're a parrot. So you, the first planes, very first mission, you're jumping out of a plane and trying to land in a. It's the first mission out. you jump out of a plane and it has no ties to planes after that. And that's it. Yeah, it's just okay. the, just put the word in the title. Right. <laughs> um, and if you do have Medal of Honor airbound, there's a, a weird kind of partly unobtainable glitchy odd achievement that you you have to do jump through hoops to try and unlock so maybe that might switching it around servers might fix it again you never know never know we got announced this week marvel heroes omega has been announced for consoles Um, it's a pc mmo centered around obviously the marvel universe okay Seems to be quite a bit of excitement around that. Like it got quite a few views, and I know it was getting quite a few retweets and things. So, does, does it seem to be an answer to the because um, we have the DC universe? Ah, uh, yeah, DC universe online. Yeah, online. Is it going to be think so. like that? Okay, free to play um, microtransactions. Seems to be coming soon. I think it's spring this year. I think the Xbox, uh, sorry, the PS4 version they've announced like a beta soon. Nothing yet for the Xbox One, but I presume it'll be getting a beat through at some point. But yeah, if you like Marvel and like Deadpool, you don't want to play as Deadpool in it, people. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, one of the games that I reviewed recently, Far Honor, really good game, but it's had its um, kind of bugs. I know that <laughs> the Far Honor Reddit community had a total boycott of the game one day <laughs> last wow. week because they, they don't seem to be listening or paying attention to, you know, to people's complaints about connections dropping and things like that. Right. Um, but they've and they've sort of like addressed some things this week. One of the, the biggest issues was steel, which is like the in-game currency. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't particularly get a lot of it for doing the actual matches and somebody worked out it was something absolutely ridiculous like 60 years it'd take you of playing the game to unlock all <laughs> the characters and skins and things that you can get wow. so, so they've, they've added some increases to the steel I'll put all these like three or four different bits of effects so I'll link to that again and you can have a read if you're playing that but good game if you want to check it out um, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse recently disappeared from the store Mm-hmm. Um, and now it is back again. Great. So if you didn't pick it up and you're sad, you've got another chance. <laughs> how long it'll be there how for? Strange. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it's backwards. Okay, and obviously the oh, it is back. Okay. So that must have um, disappeared due to a licensing agreement, and they've yeah. I was uh, going to say that must be licensing. Put it back. Yeah. Um, obviously, the big news of the week was yesterday's Scorpio reveal, and as I say, we how we will shortly be joined by Ross Miller of uh, Party Chat Podcast. Reddit Xbox One, um, to discuss all the details of that. So stick around for that. It will be after our achievement list reveal in the next 10 minutes or so. And back compat news. Yeah, so we had two new titles hit this Tuesday. Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization's Revolution and Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Okay. So Sid Meier's is quite a completion if you... Um, are looking for easy games. Graham, the Japanese version is available on Back Compact 2. So it's 2,000 potential gamer score there. I picked up Sid Meier's, I think, on a Games with Gold, really, on when they first started Games with Gold, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah. an easy one, is it? Yeah, it's yeah, not too bad. I think I did it a guide couple that's of days. really straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, same. I think it'd take a few hours, and there's a one kind of 
randomish achievement at the end that you have to just kind of keep playing to get, but it's, it's a good game. And there's a good guide on the site as well for everything. Oh, it's actually on uh, sale for £5.99 at the moment as well wow. for gold members. There you go. Check it out. So let's move on to questions of the week. We are massively pushed for time, so we have chosen the best question of the week uh, that wasn't related to Scorpio, because we will be covering those later. Let's have it, Dave. Okay, so Cake MC, who's like a rapping... He said, uh, what, what do you think of Xbox Pilot Mode helping people with some form of disability? Okay, so um, I had never heard of Xbox Pilot Mode until yesterday when Jack said, hey, what's Xbox Pilot Mode? <laughs> and sent me some details. So Jack... Are you able to explain yeah, a little so bit about what it is? It's called Xbox Copilot, and I had never heard of it until about a week ago. I saw a um, a post on Reddit of a guy thanking Microsoft and um, saying that he was using Xbox Copilot mode. It, so uh, to just give a brief overview, it allows you to use two controllers as one controller. So one person, or from what I gather anyway, uh, so one person can control a couple of the buttons on one, and one person could do the other buttons on the other. And this guy was using it with his son to play Rocket League, because his son really liked Rocket League, but he wasn't didn't have the finesse to control it particularly well because of how young he was. So his son was just doing the triggers, and he was doing all the controls on a different controller, so he was steering and stuff. So it allowed okay. him to kind of get involved. But I think it's a really good idea, especially, um, as Cakes said, helping people with some form of disability. Um, it gives people yeah. that could potentially have trouble playing the option to play with a little bit of help, yeah. which is great. You get uh, as special effects is it who do quite a bit of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. like designing like controllers for people who can't use the normal controller, maybe hand issues or whatever, and they allow them some way to do it. So that is excellent that they've kind of thought of a way to do a simplified version of that that you can play with your friends, son, daughters, whatever, and help out. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, the the quote from Exodus was, uh, this feature actually works not just for the people that may have disabilities, but people who might just need help getting through their games. So um, you can see the the potential here. It sounds really good. So like Um, yesterday, I could have given Rich a uh, control and not plugged (laughs) in. (laughs) Rich could look awesome and you could sit to the side. Yeah, that is what happens quite regularly anyway. I think this is great for my like my daughter has uh, she's four just turned four and um, she loves playing games uh, Xbox games but she, she's got not got the hand eye coordinator and to do anything apart from Peggle which she is amazing at Peggle but everything <laughs> else she, like any sort of driving games you'll just mm-hmm. purpose well not purposely but just drive straight into walls and stuff and then she laughs so maybe it was purposely <laughs> but if I were if I'm able to do the sort of acceleration and braking and she's able to do the left and right steering on the other controller then this would make things you know, actually fun. Um, she had quite a lot of fun with Steep, just making the guy jump off the side of the mountain. <laughs> Completely. Um, but yeah, so I, well, brilliant idea. Well done, Xbox. I don't know any other um, console that can, can do anything like this. So it sounds like a really good um, innovation from the team. Um, actually, nailing it at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Improvements to the dash. I, I absolutely love the new dash now. I know I've got used to it. Really, really like it. So um, thanks for the question, and um, hopefully people out there that didn't know about co-pilot mode will, um, and might be able to make use of it will we'll have learned something there. So thanks for that question, Cake MC. 
Good luck with your career. I will get (laughs) patisserie based (laughs) rapping. I'll get in touch so you can win a game. Okay. Yes. Have we got any cake-related games? Or? I don't know. I was just trying to think of one off the top of my head, but I, can't. <laughs> I need to provide some yeah. puns. I, but, yeah. I am. Bread, oh, congratulations yeah. to Overcooked! By the way, it was the BAFTAs, uh, British Academy Film and Television Game Awards last night, uh, which they sort of crowbar game into the middle of that. Uh, but uh, Overcooked won two um, awards, and I think Inside won four. So uh, well done to everybody involved in those games. I don't have the full list, but I just saw some tweets appearing last night, and I think I think they're well deserved. Um, we've already mentioned what we're streaming today. We don't have the list from ID for next week yet, uh, unfortunately. But um, we are going to be doing some extra special stuff around the 500th release uh, on the ID program uh, in the coming weeks. And we've got all sorts of funky stuff planned. So uh, look out for that. Let's just quickly go through new achievement lists. Jack? Yes, yeah, so we've had a couple this week. We've had, obviously, a big title, Lego City Undercover. That's got 48 achievements. Uh, then we've had Bulletstorm 4 Clip Edition, which is a remaster for the Xbox One. That's got 60 achievements. And apparently, and different. they've made them yeah. easier. Yeah. yeah, they have adjusted some of the achievements. Mm. Um, then we had Ukulele, uh, 35 achievements. And ATV Renegades for 24 achievements. I like the look of that game. Mm-hmm. Then on to the smaller titles, we had Enter the Gungeon, 51 achievements, which is quite a lot. This looks brilliant, that game. Have you have you seen any of the videos? No. Oh, I we haven't. should be streaming that next week. Yeah, it looks absolutely brilliant. Okay. Excellent. One to look forward to, then. Um, we had Sky Keepers, which we're streaming today, 10 achievements. Race for Sun with 25 achievements. And finally, another ACA Neo Geo game. Woo-hoo. Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors. It's another fighting one. And it has 100. No, it doesn't. It has 12 achievements. <laughs> last week, I, last week we were. Um, I think it was Saturday night. We were we were way ahead in GTSE of like the drop down. It started plummeting the gap. So I thought I'll just find something easy I can play. It didn't feel great, and I bought another ACA Neo Geo game. And then which one? I think it was. Is it? They've done two King of Fighters now. There was like Is another ninety four and ninety five. Right. So I've done. Oh. I've done ninety four. Started playing ninety five, and I just thought I can't be asked, and just deleted it. Like I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> just paying seven quid, but I'm like I can't do it. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, don't buy those games no. unless you need easy gaming score. They've got to do a massive bundle at some point when they when they've yeah. got all the cash out of achievement hunters. They must. Yeah. They're gonna have to. Um, Jack, DLC. Yes, we've had a little bit of DLC as well. We've had a big title update for Plague Inc. Evolved, which is for Shadow Plague Update with 38 achievements for 209 gamer score, which is quite a lot. Um, And we've had Dead Rising 4 on Windows 10 has now been updated to match the Xbox One stuff, so we had two new DLC packs for that and a title update. So 17 achievements in the Frank Rising DLC, 16 achievements in the Super Ultra Dead Rising 4 Mini Golf <laughs> DLC, and two in the title update, which are the um, Thank you. extra difficulties. So. Cool beans. Okay, great. So, as I mentioned earlier, we are now joined by an extra special guest. We have Ross Miller, co-host of the fantastic Reddit Xbox One Party Chat podcast. Hiya. Welcome, Ross. Hello, how are we doing? Really well. We're very excited to talk to you about Scorpio and the uh, specs that were released this week. But first of all, let's get a little bit of background on yourself, if you don't mind. Of course, yeah. 
Cool. So what is your gaming background? Um, game, been a usual traditional answer, but been a gamer all my life. Uh, apart from a brief period in my twenties where alcohol was more important. <laughs> We've um, all been there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the bust birth of my son about six years ago and staying in a lot more than what I used to and now game a game more than a, a watch TV um, yeah. or anything like that so gamer all my life but the last six years um, I am, was a member of a lot of community groups um, before Reddit like Facebook groups and all the rest of it so I've been used to dealing with communities as such and, and being involved in Lots of discussions back to the old days of message boards. Yes, remember those. Oh, you can't beat a message board. I miss those <laughs> days. Um, but yeah, just basically all I do is either play games or talk about playing games. Okay, so let's come on to that part. You are a co-host of the Podchat podcast. Yes. On our Xbox One, which is Reddit forward slash r forward slash Xbox One, for those who don't use Reddit. Um how did you become involved with that podcast in the first place? Um, well, I've been podcasting for, for quite a few years before the Reddit podcast. Um, I was on a, an Xbox-only podcast um, called My Xbox and Me. And I've heard of that. Yes, have I you? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also I was on a bunch of podcasts for the Out of Lives and things like that. But I, I approached... Um, read it and said, I have an idea for a podcast that is, is community driven. It's every bit of news comes from the subreddit and, and includes the mods from there and some of the people in the subreddit and just pitched it to them. And they literally said, well, why don't we give it a try? And a year, a year later and, and 50 episodes were, we're sitting here with a, what I think is a good podcast. Yeah. That is a fantastic <laughs> podcast. So, um, how can our listeners? Listen to that. Find it. it the easiest way is probably on the subreddit. If you go to the, the URL we said, so the reddit slash r slash xbox one, there is a podcast button at the top and on the sidebar, and it gives you all the links to iTunes and all the rest ah, okay. of it. Yeah. But that's probably the easiest way. Double check that you're on all those. And you've just, as you just mentioned, you've just had your 50th show. We have, yeah. It's been that the gone content. out yet? No, it's go, it doesn't go out to next Thursday. Next Thursday, but we, uh, I'm in the process of editing all that together. We've got an interview with Major Nelson on there. Wow. Um, we've got a quiz with Ray and Josh Stein. We've got <laughs> Aaron Greenberg doing voiceovers. We've got everything going on. AC Bongos. It's, it's going to be an epic show. <laughs> I <laughs> try to pull all the stops for the anniversary ones so but you've been yeah, on no, the podcast you you know this <laughs> that was obviously the most important one if of you course. are going to find anyone i'd skip the 50th and go straight for the one with me on. <laughs> <laughs> to hear me get cross about rpgs and all sorts but, hey, to be honest my, our listeners are used to that as it is so uh, no check it out it's a great podcast though. i had a lot of fun being on it so thank you for inviting me back then no thank you cool so let's get on to the the big topic of the week yeah. wow so we've all spent yesterday poring over tech specs. I felt like my inner geek was um, was was exposed yesterday, <laughs> and Jack embraced it. Can you embrace my inner geek? <laughs> Come on, Jack. Tell us some of the specs. So we've got some amazing specs. Really, it's pretty much a top end PC. But in terms of CPU, there's uh, people were thinking it was going to be Ryzen. Because it was almost too coincidental that Ryzen has just launched, and 
they announced it after Ryzen, but it turns out it's not. The CPU yeah, so just to, what Jack's talking about there is the AMD CPU that uh, released very recently in the last mm-hmm. month or so, uh, which is considerably cheaper than its Intel counterparts for um, quite often more power and certainly better multi-threading. So yeah, yeah there was a bit of a, a lot of rumours. I mean, there's been rumours, so many rumours about Scorpio. <laughs> um, but everyone assumed, or quite a lot of people thought it might it might be using those new chips, but it's not. No, it's not. So instead, they've opted for a Evolved Jaguar chip, and it's going to be an eight, uh, 886-core custom chip, and it's clocked at 2.3 gigahertz. Which okay, is... just for comparison, the Xbox One currently is uh, 1.75 gigahertz, mm-hmm. so that's about a, a third yeah. uh, more megahertz, <laughs> which that's is good. Everyone needs more megahertz, <laughs> I always say. So with your higher clock rate, you can obviously you can do more calculations per second, etc. Um, so that's always better. You can shift more data for it, do more processing. And that's just for CPU. In terms of GPU, okay. yes. GPU's got 40 compute units clocked at 1,172 megahertz. Um, and they've done it in collaboration with uh, AMD, the GPU stuff. So it's going to be SIMD, mm-hmm. most likely, which is single instruction, multiple data. Um, but to compare that to the PS4 Pro, PS4 yeah, Pro... The, the crux. That's what people want to know. Yeah, yeah, all the fanboys and stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the PS4 Pro, that's only got 36 cores, which is still a huge number of cores, because the Xbox One only had 12. Um, yeah. But their cores are only clocked at 911 megahertz. We need, like, a sound effect. Wah, 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 wah. Mm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I should have, should have, if I was better prepped, I would have done that. Um, so that gives the... Xbox Scorpio, which we've, we've had, should mention that we've had no update on name or anything. It's still just mm-hmm. a code named Scorpio. Um, it gives it a forty-three percent advantage over the PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. which is a lot, almost yeah. almost fifty percent more. That's huge. Yeah, and it's four times more powerful than the Xbox One's GPU. Mm-hmm. Let's just quickly go into the other bits that were announced before we talk about this generally. So memory. Yep, memory, we've got 12 gigabytes of GDDR5, um, which is a big step up from the Xbox One. The Xbox One only had 8 gigabytes, I believe, and it had some reserved for the system. There's still going to be some reserved for the system with Scorpio. There's going to be 4 gigabytes, um, but it means that games have 8 gigabytes, which previously yeah. they only had 5. So, so you've got an extra difference. yeah, 3 gigs to use, which is insane. Yeah, that is crazy. And obviously... Um, they have to reserve some for the OS mm-hmm. because the dash is just there when you press the yeah. the Xbox button. So otherwise, it would have to load in, mm-hmm. which would be rubbish. So we've got um, one, so... one gigabyte reserved for the dashboard, but that means it can render in 4K. Oh, 4K dash! Yeah, 4K dash. Which is even thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you will have to you won't have to squint. You'll be beautifully rendered text. I'll be able to make the fonts even smaller. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And the bandwidth, that was a biggie. Yes, yeah, so the bandwidth's 326 gigabits per second. So that's, again, the amount of data you can shift through it per second, which is high. Really that's high. insane, yeah. Okay. Um, more boring things, the hard drive? Yeah, storage. We've got one terabyte, which is lower than I expected. I was expecting a two terabyte, because obviously 4K, you've got your increased texture size, and that's yep. going to increase the size of the game. Uh, it seems quite small. But, but I, I think the key with this, 
setting. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so straightforward to plug in a USB uh, external drive now. And you, and there's no, you know, you don't have to go to Microsoft for it. You can get any third-party drive you want. Um, and they're cheap as chips. So, why, you know, they've got to make savings somewhere. Plus, there will be, you know, maybe, let's say, 30% of gamers that never need more than that one terabyte. So it does mm-hmm. seem silly to build in extra cost if you don't need to when it's so simple to to uh, expand it elsewhere. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I was also quite uh, interested. It's obviously just a hard drive. Um, I was potentially would have liked the idea of an SSD. Okay, yeah. But again, hard drive, cost. it's still. Yeah, it's yeah cost. again, cost. Definitely. Yeah. But I, come I, on to see... predicted prices. Mm. Well, this um something I've seen mentioned about, uh, especially with. Like additional RAM and stuff, you think an extra four gigs of RAM, that's still that's like an extra thirty bucks on top of a PC cost. So that's an, an extra thirty bucks on top of a console cost potentially as well. Yeah, it's um, all gonna add up. Exactly. Add up. Um and then in terms of drive, there's an ultra HD Blu-ray drive. So Ultra HD is obviously your full four K. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. So the PS4 Pro doesn't have that, is that right? No, uh, I think that's just got an HD Blu-ray drive. Yeah, it's, it's sure. just a Blu-ray drive because even the Xbox One S has the UHD. Yeah, um, and it's a weird decision by Sony on that one. Considering they're usually at the forefront of yeah. drives, like they like won the Blu-ray. <laughs> that was yeah, exactly. Why we used it. <laughs> Very strange decision. Okay, and then boring bits. Yep, boring. Well, exciting bit. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a supercharger in the console. <laughs> yeah, Jack's been most excited about the fan. So there is a like an exploded um, image of all the bits inside the Xbox Scorpio uh, that's available. Uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. But um, you can see, it's pretty smart how you, they, all the bits sort of slot together and you can see how it all fits together. And you sort of get an idea of how small, in fact, how compact this unit actually could mm. be. Um, but yeah, tell us about the fan. <laughs> so the fan... It, um... The design of it, it looks like um, you know the Fibonacci spiral. <laughs> That's what I'm equating to. Um, but it, it Our listeners draw. are turning off in droves at this point. It draws air in past, uh, from what I can see in the pictures anyway, in past a heatsink, and that obviously is way more efficient for extracting the um, air from it. But just the shape of it looks amazing. Yeah, um, it does look really cool. Apart from that, they've got an integrated power supply as well. So, like the Xbox One S, it's all going to be no power brick. It's all in the console. Which is amazing. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the tech. So let's have a quick um, discussion about what we think of the the actual specs. So a lot of this stuff was rumoured, but it's pretty amazing to have it actually confirmed. Um, Ross, what did what did you think when you saw the actual the actual specs of the machine? Well, I always knew that they would meet what. They said they would meet the the, the six ter- teraflop thing, which of course means nothing without these specs. Quite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it just as a person who does some PC gaming, this essentially bridges the the gap between the console and PC market, doesn't it? It is a gaming PC and a console, and it's it's hard to deny that even the way that they're releasing the specs is very. PC wise, yeah, I can't help to. I've got a 4K TV and I cannot wait to actually fully make use of it um, with something like this. And I just think, like, 
you're getting on to cost later on, but this is going to be so accessible for people and maybe tempt those that are really, really PC-focused on to just having that console under there. Plus, the, the stuff that they're doing to keep it on DirectX 12 is quite amazing as well, the, the way the processor works and, and keeping it on their own platform with DirectX 12 is is good for me as well i'm excited so can you just explain that so we didn't put that um in our notes but yes i read about that yesterday so what does that actually mean so it's the amount of processes that the chip does it's a custom made chip and essentially the DirectX has mainly been software based mm -hmm. whereas it's going to be sort of hardware based in this sense i'm just trying to explain it in layman terms yeah, no, that's good. That's yeah. Good. um so that it will basically ha instead of doing hundreds of processes it's going to do is it eight or nine processes yeah. directly on the chip which leaves that resource to do other things mm -hmm. that that's genius that's the best bit of news that i heard forget your fan right i thought that was interesting i yeah. think um because it means that obviously most of the games that are already out use DirectX. We don't know what percentage of them. They don't have to use that, do they? No. They could be using their own um, stuff. But it means that all games will potentially straight out the box take advantage of this performance increase without actually having any extra work done to them. Exactly. Uh, which is pretty sweet. So let's come on to the the games themselves. Jack, they, they showed off... Uh, well, we didn't see any footage. Did we see some footage? Oh, we, saw we saw any footage. We saw some stills. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we saw some stills from Forza. Uh, this is Forza 6. I yeah, believe. Forza 6, but it was Forza... They called it a Forza Tech demo. Okay. So they've basically turned 10, have taken the current Forza 6 engine, and in two days, which is amazing in itself, they ported it to run on a Scorpio. Um, and just to throw some stats out there, um, 1080p, 60fps, Forza 6 running on an Xbox One, that utilised 90% of GPU. Mm. So there's 10% that's not doing anything but again that's not enough to really push anything else into um whereas 4k 60 fps on a scorpio was only using 66 percent yeah so it's four times as many pixels mm. flying around the screen locked at 60 frames per second and barely using two-thirds of the uh, full power of the gpu which is pretty crazy and that was exciting... optimized or anything for it it was just literally ported over with no optimization yeah. at all was it so... yeah it was, it was ported over but i'd say that take it with a pinch of salt because the forza engine is really really optimized i'd yeah. imagine it's probably one of the best engines out there in terms of driving simulation so other stuff that isn't optimized well obviously won't perform as well it's going to be down to the developers, but it's still incredible to see that. And even at PC Ultra settings, it was only using 88%. And PC yeah, Ultra so that's settings. the thing that's going to excite a lot of PC gamers. Um, the thought of having a console with PC Ultra settings mm -hmm. uh, is pretty crazy, really. That Obviously, you could spend an awful lot of money to get a PC that's capable of playing all games in Ultra. But the general consensus seems to be that the majority of games will play at those settings on, on Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Is anyone else slightly annoyed that they used a driving game? No, because I love my driving games. <laughs> I, know, I, I know you love your driving games, but I, I, I would have rather as well. well. I would have rather seen something slightly different. Every generation you get a driving game on release to show off your console. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this, another driving game, it's tech demo. It's sort of known that driving games are a little bit easier to do this for. So would you not want to have seen something a little bit more challenging? Well, maybe that's, that's, that's a really good point, actually, because you've got 
obviously limited number of cars on the track and limited amount of area to load you can probably load the whole track into memory at once and there's no kind of loading more areas as you're going through the game yeah. stuff like that yeah it's, i guess it's much more controlled you've only got mm. one one main object um that's a fair point i would have rather um, seen a huge tnt explosion in minecraft everything well they've got the in theory, could show a lot of Minecrafty things off, but I think don't you think people would go, "Oh, pixels!" <laughs> it's just more pix- <laughs> pixelated gameplay. <laughs> Ten thousand um, dollars on screen. Yeah, exactly. So the interesting thing for me about this was that obviously the four K sixty FPS only using two thirds of the GPU. That means that potentially they can increase things that they've traditionally dialed down, so draw distances, um, the the visual quality of stuff that's in the distance. Mm-hmm. They can really ramp that up now. Which um, I think with a big 4K TV, you'll really notice. I mean, to be honest, if you're playing a driving game, I always find anyway, you you enjoy the graphics much more if you're watching someone play it. Because if I'm playing a driving game, I'm focused on a very small part of the road. Um, so I think to get the benefit of that, you'll be, want to be sat next to someone playing it um, themselves. But I think certainly first-person shooters and anything with a lot going on will could really take a lot of advantage of this. I'm thinking uh, Shadow of War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we should be seeing at E3. So, well, let, let's talk about price then. I was going to bring it up later, but like, we can have our pot shots at what we think it's going to be worth. We've, we've, or what it's going to cost. <laughs> Not what it's going to be worth. It'll be worth the, the world. <laughs> um, I've seen estimates from Eurogamer of four nine nine dollars, and then I've seen other people suggesting as high as seven nine nine. I can't believe it would ever go anything like that. And then Jez from uh, Widow Central, he's still sticking to his three nine nine. Ross, what are your what's your guess? I, I'm guessing four nine nine pounds and that's probably four nine nine dollars at the moment. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think so that's it's really hefty. It is bear in mind, of course there's no connect. Like the five hundred pound point price at launch of the Xbox One was worth a connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this extra stuff that they're getting would include that. Wait, what did the PS Pro launch at? It was like 300, wasn't it? Uh, the Pro I thought it was, was 399. 399? Yeah, 399. So for £100 more, you're getting 43% more of a console as such? Yeah. I don't know what it's priced at now. I wouldn't have thought it had gone down yet. Mm, no. It will do when this comes out. Yeah. Safety safety. Um, Dave, what do you reckon? Between... Four hundred and four fifty. Yeah, I was thinking four four nine with four nine nine dollars. So four four nine pounds, four nine nine dollars, that's my guess. Jack? Um I was thinking low four hundreds initially when I thought it was gonna be use a Ryzen chip. Obviously okay. the price point on those are way lower. Yeah. Um but with the custom chip there's gonna be a lot more effort and that's gonna bump that up, especially with the RAM as well. Everything adds up, so probably four nine nine Okay pounds. And is there a price that you think it would be too much to succeed? So if they if they pitch this at like five nine nine, do we think it's a flop? Do I we think, think no one's gonna buy it? Anything over five hundred is gonna turn people away because it it'll People will go, oh, it's half a grand, and it sounds way yeah. more, doesn't it? If it's half a grand, <laughs> Jack's lovely. Okay, you know, if you want to sell something to Jack, you know how to pitch it. Yeah, you just pitch it at one pound lower than it's less than half a grand, Jack. Do you want to buy this sandwich for four hundred and ninety-nine pounds? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay, 
Uh, we, I, I wonder when we'll know more about pricing. I imagine they'll announce it at E3, do you think? Or they might even keep it under wraps for longer, but mm. people will want to know. We want games at E3, though, and they always say we E3 is a place games. for games, but, you know, a, a price announcement and what it looks like at E3 would pop people enough yeah. just to keep them excited for the rest of the conference. Okay, so let's talk about the games then. So E3 potential games lineup. We know about Shadow of War. We do we know about Crackdown Three? We sort of said it's still coming this year, didn't they? So it's been, yeah, it's been massively hinted. So we'd expect to see some of that. Um, but what else? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Okay, oh, big push. Whatever else Rare is working on, because they are not just only working on that. Surely. Yeah, I imagine so. I yeah. imagine there'd probably be some news on Red Dead Redemption 2 because that's due end of the year. That would be huge. Is it not Sony marketing deal for that, though? Oh, I don't know. Traditionally actually. do for Rockstar, don't they? They, they normally get the, the marketing deals for it. Yeah. That would be huge. The original Red Dead had like even special areas in multiplayer. Do you know what I can't... The hide, gang hideout things even... The PlayStation 3 version had additional ones that we didn't get. Did things. It? Yep. Okay. Lots of losers wandering around. <laughs> a few hint trailers that you would expect, right? So, what's happening with Halo? It's been a few years. Yeah. So, you would think that there could be at least a CG trailer. Could they hint at another Gears this early on, just again a CG trailer? The engine's done. They can probably get it out quicker. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot that they have to play with, and if they know that they don't have the lineup, they will hint for stuff early. Yeah, and it will be quite interesting. Definitely Forza Seven. Definitely Seven. Seven. No doubt. Um, and there's got to be some. Wonder- there's got to be some exclusives that are new IP. Surely, maybe a new Quantum Break. Yeah, I was just going to say Remedy because it's their one year anniversary yesterday of releasing Quantum Break. I can't believe it's only a year. It seems like ages ago that game. I think, I think there'd be definitely be a perfect time to either announce something kind of around this time or a couple of weeks out if they are going to do something or even just um, an update to Quantum Break to pull it up to 4K and they've already got all the PC stuff done I suppose for that's true yeah, that would be so a very easy win for them be a very I think there's, a, there's definitely going to be things that we don't know about just that they've been holding back purely for showing off on Scorpio yeah, I mean the the current. I mean, we have to say that Xbox in the last couple of years have been amazing about listening to feedback from the communities mm-hmm. um, across the board. A lot of stuff that was badly messaged before has either been changed or or yeah. remessaged to make it make people understand it better. And um, the big thing that seems that I think they've been getting flack on recently is interesting exclusives. So obviously they've had Halo and Gears and Forza scale forever. Fan. Oh, that went down the Scalebound, yeah, exactly. And they've yeah. had the, the, the high-profile failures of Scalebound and Fable. Um, they need something to, to hit back at Horizon and all the other amazing, you know, Uncharted, all the other amazing PS4 stuff that's come out in the last couple of years. So I would be amazed if there wasn't at least one or two brand-new IPs um, in a sort of epic Last Guardian or Horizon style. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know who would, they would get on board to build those games. I think they're probably going to be looking for an IP that I suppose utilises and shows off the console in a way. You know, like um, Rise on the Xbox One. 
Yeah, yeah. And that came that's a good out. Point, yeah. That was and that looked amazing. It yeah. looked amazing. It was spectacular. There was massive talk about like the polygons in the face. It was like eighty thousand <laughs> polygons in the face, which they had to drop down from like one hundred twenty thousand, which just it sounds insane, but it still <laughs> looked great. Yeah. And they're going to want something that's going to push the boundaries again and really show off the hardware. So something either massively open world or something. Yeah. That looks really impressive or. Yeah. Yes, another Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah, I mean to be honest, that reboot was amazing, and that did look fantastic. Yeah, um, but maybe Rise too. I mean, Rise is going Games with Gold this mm. month. Well, they um, were hinting at some Rise stuff, but didn't Crytek have some issues a little while ago? Yeah, they've been some. some yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> probably understanding a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, did Crytek own the Rise IP? Uh, they made the game. I'm not too sure if they own the IP. My off-the-wall prediction is a Splinter Cell game. Yeah. Because, well, Major Nelson posted a picture yeah. of Splinter Cell the other day, and people want it. Ubisoft's quite in there with Microsoft, you would say, at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that happening. I think you have might have hit the nail on the head there. Because they, they were was the last one. Xbox 360 exclusive. Have they all been ex- Okay. Um, There's definitely been a, a 360 exclusive. Yeah. So there was one before that, I remember, that was definitely exclusive to the 360. Okay, so there's there's history there. And I think Xbox has a good relationship with EA. Wouldn't surprise oh, me yeah, if we get sure. to see, like, the best. they've confirmed Madden's getting, like, the new Frostbite engine this year, so that, something like that wouldn't surprise me, some FIFA and Madden on stage. Yeah, we're bound to see some um, of that stuff, as we always do. I wonder if there's potential for a new Skate game, because Skate was always huge on the Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it sounds stupid, but it's a kind of different out there sport game that gets other people interested in the console. It's the type of thing that would that could potentially show off really good graphics as yeah. well. Really well. I mean, one graphics. of the um, high EA execs he tweeted out um, skate something as a hashtag a couple of months ago, yeah. and um, <laughs> loads and loads it. of people. <laughs> um, and then they confirmed that there wasn't nothing in the works. Um, <laughs> like, why did he know. do it? <laughs> bit odd but to get all those followers obviously yeah so i, th- I don't know i think we can all safely say that this year's e3 is going to be the most exciting for xbox gamers in a long time does anyone uh, else feel that this is like back to being a gaming console and not a tv yeah yeah, totally. yeah I, do, I do feel that the focus has shifted i mean they've had they had to do it it's definitely not the uh the one in uh, air quotes there because um, it's supposed to be the one console. Oh, like yeah, of course. Media. So, do we think we're going to stick with the Scorpio tag? <sighs> I'm not sure. It's not very marketable. It's no. great for us fanboys as such, but does that mean anything to anyone else? You know, mm-hmm. other. No. I, I personally, I don't think they will. I, I think the marketing department will be like, nope, we can't keep that name. But <laughs> I would love it if they did because it, it sticks well. Like yeah. the Neo for the PS Pro was like around for ages, and and yeah. it was actually a good name as well. Although they're going for entire Matrix things, aren't they? With well, yeah, right. yeah. um, but I, I don't really care what it's called. It's just a gorgeous looking gaming co- or gorgeous playing <laughs> gaming <laughs> console. Sure it look pretty good. Yeah, um, I saw. I don't know where I saw it now. Someone posted uh, Xbox One X, which I quite yeah. liked. I. I've um, been liking Xbox Infinity. That could be cool. Infinity. Okay. It's like infinite possibilities and it builds on that. 
mantra. Nice. Okay, I imagine that will be announced at E3 too. Um, so launch date, I, traditionally their consoles launch in November, memory mm-hmm. serves. Uh, so I would, I would hope it would be a similar launch date. We haven't got anything confirmed apart from holiday at the moment, have we? Yeah, holiday is quite a long period as well, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really know what it means. I might go on holiday next week. Can I get one then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only quite. Um, okay, so there was some other stuff that was mentioned in the reveals to do with existing games, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in theory, existing games for both Xbox One and backwards compatible 360 games should also potentially see a big benefit. Yeah. So one of the... Um, to draw on a couple of recent games, you've got Battlefield 1 and Halo 5, and these games both use dynamic resolutions. So basically, if there was a lot of stuff going on on screen, um, pixels close to the centre of the screen, they'd all stay as they were, but kind of to the edges of the screen, it'd start lowering the resolution and kind of combine the pixels stuff. together. Really clever. So it allowed it to keep the 60 frames a second <laughs> um, and keep it running silky smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but with just the additional power of the uh, Scorpio, it allows those dynamic resolution games to not drop resolution and run at the max resolution all the time. So it's going to yeah. be running at like 60 frames per second, full 1080p or 4K if they provide an update for it. So yeah. it up to that. And some of the games that weren't so uh, well optimized mm-hmm. doing these fancy trips uh, would often drop frame rate for similar issues because there was so much going on. So I'm guessing that we won't see any of that anymore. Yeah, it should be a smoother performance overall, really. And um, you've got better texture filtering, and an- another huge thing is faster loading. Oh. So you've got better CPU, but you've also got all the additional RAM. So on the Xbox of One, you've got 5 gigs that you can use. But with that f- 3 extra gigs, they can basically yeah. dump over data there and go, oh, I'm going to use this data quite a lot, let's put this in memory, and it'll be quicker to access. So it's using it as like a temporary cache. Yeah, so would that require... I'm guessing some of the first things wouldn't require any developer changes, but I would have thought that might. It, Changing it the way the game loads sounds be, like it. I suppose dependent on how they've done it, really. Um, yeah. I mean, unless all of that's handled by the OS currently, in which case the OS could, could do all of that stuff automatically. If they could implement a global solution that just did that on the fly, that would be amazing because every game would then see a massive... They did yeah. say though that they're looking at things on like a game by game basis, aren't they? Yeah, so that was for the bottlenecks in the chip, wasn't it? So they, yeah. at the minute, they can run the one games on the Scorpio and kind of look really deeply into the hardware and look at the chip and go, oh, well, this bit of a GPU, there's a bit of a bottleneck with this data shifting through here. Let's try and eliminate that. That was the most interesting thing. So we should probably say well done to Digital Foundry for getting this scoop in, in the first place. But, um, one of the cool things about the video was that they were saying that Microsoft had been able to look at the existing games running on the Xbox One and exactly as you say, look at where the bottlenecks were and then build software emulator version of the Scorpio and then run it on that but then tweak all of those software settings and, and, and play around with all that stuff until they eliminated the bottlenecks and only then did they go and then say, right, this is how we want to build our chip mm-hmm. which is amazing and no one's ever been able to do that before because they've not had a, a mid-life cycle refresh like this. I thought that yeah, was really interesting part of the video. And then the games have to fit to that, don't they? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Was, um, and you always get that first two years. Mike Yabara had like an interview on there. I don't know. If they, oh, it was like a quote in him quite a bit in one of the stories. And it was all talking about how the, 
doing exactly that, you know, working out where the bottlenecks of the one were and then designing a console for that rather than the other way around, which is pretty amazing. Okay. Well, we had one other question um, from the mailbag, which we didn't talk about earlier because it was Scorpio-related. Dave, what was that one? Yeah, so Ian Triplo, he said, uh, asked, do you know, or do you like the new confident Microsoft showing off the Scorpio? And then he said, but will the usual stock shortages be an issue? Yeah, Ross, what do you think about this? It's very unusual for any company to just give their new piece of hardware to someone else to to do the um, expose on it. It was, it was a pretty surprising move, I thought. Um, well, if you can impress your greatest cricket, uh, cricket? Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> um, yes. Brian Lara, really it will be coming out on Sport. <laughs> if they announce that, I'm down, by the way. That's <laughs> D1. <laughs> Two hour E3. They're just going to play an innings each. It's just going to be Brian Lara 2017. <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, sorry, go on. We're going uh, silly there. Yeah, no, um, if you can give it to your biggest critic, you can say that rightly second time, um, then if you can impress them, then who can't you impress? I think it was a really, really bold move for them to go to Digital Foundry, uh, who have basically spat all over <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> in the past. Um, and yeah, it, it is a strange way to announce a console officially, though, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Stop. Oh, it's just this. It's never been done before like this. Third yeah. party, isn't it? But I think the PS4 Pro, that they seem to get a lot of flack for some reason, didn't they? They um, announced it. I, don't, I honestly don't know how they announced it, but people were just saying that the announcement and the specs were not bad. The specs were good, but their interpretation and announcement of it was not crystal clear. Whereas the actual foundry there, they well, analyzed the hardware. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, people will say they've shown nothing apart from a screenshot. So, but yeah, I guess the fact that they've got, as you say, some of the biggest critics actually being clearly impressed. I mean, you watch the video; the guy is like, he's smiling every time he mentions his megahertz and his teraflops. Um, <laughs> he seems pretty happy about the whole thing. If you, if um, you look through, you see quotes everywhere like Xbox is back, and they've gone uh, yeah. achieved what they said and gone beyond and things like that. So. Yeah, the tweets from the Xbox um, camp yesterday were all pretty positive. I think it's, happy the way they did it is brilliant because if you think, uh, like, obviously, like uh, Ross said, that a lot of the flack they've got for having 900p versions of games have, has come from Digital Foundry. So you've got your biggest cricket there. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then as well, like, PC gamers are really into, you know, that kind of techie stuff. And then we yeah. play, play anywhere as well. Like I think it's a, the whole ecosystem. If you're a PC gamer, why would you not pick up one if you could? You know, it, a console that plays your games like you would do on your PC, but in the comfort of your city. And I, I think it, they've done it for a real reason. I think whereas the one was all over the place with the strategies and marketing, I think they've got a real clear kind of way that they're doing this and they're mm-hmm. going well so far. What? about the fact if you own a high-end PC and Xbox exclusives are already on it, why yeah. would you pick one up then? That's a question what people are yeah, going to ask. that's fair. So, so for me as an end user, I like the idea... I, I do have quite a good PC, but buying a console, it's a one-off purchase, and then you know for the lifetime of that console it's going to play anything you throw at it. And it's not like a graphics card where you buy it, then a couple of weeks later there's another one. There's no kind of constantly evolving. Yeah. You buy one but you're primarily a console gamer and you just 
happen to play a few things on a high-end mm-hmm. PC. But for the, I think Ross is right. For those that are the other way around, and that is a big market. Yeah. Um, guys that are primarily PC gamers first. If you can get, would they then? If you can get them people kind of invested in the whole Microsoft ecosystem, you know, Xbox Live and all that kind of thing. And then yeah, if, for sure. if, if you decide that you you are thinking about a console at some point, uh, then I think a lot of people would go for the Scorpio just for obviously the quality. Yeah. And you're also kind of in that ecosystem already, similar to like a phone, like you get locked into iPhone <laughs> or Android or whatever, don't you? So. Mm. So how much, if we were to put together, Ross, you might know this, if you were to put together a PC of these sort of specs, how much are you looking at I, I, something you know, like this? I have been trying to work this out, but see, because it's a custom chip, it's so impossible uh, yeah. to, to do. Like uh, In a Facebook group I was in, someone said, look, this wouldn't be any less than a grand. So okay. I just sort of ran with that. Uh, if you yeah, take all the rest of the components, you could probably do it for 800, but that chip alone. Yeah. You know, okay, so immediately you're looking at a cost saving, assuming that it's not over 700. You, so that's a good reason. If there's a PC gamer out there that's thinking, I'm, you know, do I upgrade my PC or can I pick something up that's just as powerful for half the price? And it's play anywhere as well because yeah. you know they're buying these titles. They are play anywhere on the PC, so it means that they might have it on more than one device, which could suit people as well. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get more deals like Resident Evil. Why would you buy yep. a PlayStation if you can buy a third-party game and play it on your high-end PC and your Xbox that's sitting under your TV? Yeah, mm. agreed. I'm not okay, a PC the final... gamer, but do you know, if you were to build a, a, a PC to run the games like this, wouldn't you have to get even better specs because you've obviously got the whole Windows and everything running on the PC at the same time? And Yeah, potentially. Potentially. You'd probably get 16 gig of RAM in. That would probably handle the extra... Yeah. Um, I just want to f- finish with the final part of uh, Ian's question. Will the usual stock shortages be an issue? I mean, has there been a launch ever that hasn't had stock shortages of a console? I think you could think get the switches one pretty... <laughs> the one didn't. The one didn't. Oh, okay, fine. I think it's less it definitely not? stock I'd, I'd shortages. Know. And it's more people that have gone, ah, I'm not going to get one, and then a week before launch gone, I want one, and trying yeah. to order it and can't. <laughs> well, that's, that's so uh, me. That is me 90% of the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. I won't bother. Um, and then you get sucked up with the hype, don't you? The adverts come on telly and everyone you know is like, oh, we've got one. It's like, oh. <laughs> and then you miss the pre-order. Oh, but I will definitely be pre-ordering one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it's a lot of brand new tech, so it's not stuff they're going to be able to get off the shelf, which means they've got to build this stuff. Um, uh-huh. which means it's possibly going to be stock shortages. We've I guess there's no way sex. around that. We have had it for sex. Sorry, cricket reference. No. Oh, sorry. I, didn't, <laughs> I, lost, I lost my headphone there. Um, I've had it for sex. Yeah. I don't know. I hope not. So pre-order now if you're worried about that. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till E3. If it does drive demand, though, doesn't it? You know, yeah, people want them at Christmas, but is, this isn't aimed at your typical 12 to 15 year old is it like yeah exactly i don't know this as a man in my 30s i feel as if this is more aimed at me mm-hmm. who can afford to buy it or even wait i i don't i think i don't think they need to do shortages for long what deliberate shortages if that's what you're referring to <laughs> yeah. um i'm not sure he's suggesting deliberate but just that there might the demand might be so massive i don't think it's like it won't be the demand that there is as, when it's a brand new life cycle you know brand new like the xbox one or okay let's say the ps4 coming out for the first time um because obviously it's not got new games on it there's no No. 
there's no real reason for loads of people to suddenly go, I'm ditching my Xbox One, I'm getting a Scorpio instead, because the game's going to be exactly the same. So I guess there's going to be less demand, so maybe there won't be any. <laughs> I don't know. Good question, though. Yeah. That is a good question. I've, I've, something I haven't even thought of. No. Will you be pre-ordering? That's the fi- my final question. Ross, yes. are you pre-ordering? 100% pre-ordering. I want this under my machine, solely so I can move my other Xbox through my bedroom. <laughs> good reason. Oh. Dave? Yeah, 100% Arlen. Okay, Jack. Yep. That's the full house. I will also be pre-ordering this, um, unless it's over a thousand pounds. But it won't. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ross, I wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having me. No problem. I wish you all the best with the Podcast podcast moving forward, and um, everybody at home, go and check it out because it's good. Especially the fiftieth episode coming up. Yep. Um, Jack and Dave, I want to thank you, and uh, we've got to go and do. A crazy beam stream. Crazy beam so stream. So hopefully you joined stream. us for that. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye.